Hello, this is Father Randy Sly with another installment of Day by Day, where each day we take a look at a reading from Holy Scripture found in the Daily Mass. And today is Sunday. Today is the Solemnity of the Epiphany of the Lord. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn King of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them, where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since you shall, or since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Lord Jesus Christ. Well, today on the, the Solemnity of the Epiphany, we think of the fact that Jesus was made manifest. He was revealed. That's what the word epiphany means, to be revealed, the shining forth, the manifestation, the, the uh, revelation of Jesus, particularly to the Gentiles, as represented by the Magi, who came and uh, worshipped him there in Bethlehem. The one thing we have to remember is that this took place probably within the first two years of Jesus' life. This did not take place in the manger, <clears throat> as we sometimes see in many of the nativity scenes, but rather <clears throat> they came and worshipped him in a house. And with all of the other information, particularly with Herod wanting to kill the children two years old and younger, uh, the boys, uh, that that was a pretty good indicator that we're looking at about two years old, or maybe just a little bit before that, that the Magi showed up. Now, we have, of course, the, the story of the three kings, and these really were not necessarily kings. Uh, they were uh, Magi or uh basically of a priestly class, probably in Iran and Iraq area, Persia. Uh, they were followers pro, uh, per, uh, possibly from uh, Zoroaster, who uh, really saw that the heavens were used to reveal things that were happening on earth. So they understood that <clears throat> the new heavenly uh, 
star that they saw was indicative that a new king had been born. They studied the skies intently, and so this new star was something that was very unusual. And so they wanted to see where that star would lead, and thus that took them to Bethlehem. And of course, on the way, uh, they first stopped in uh, Jerusalem, thinking that, again, that would be the obvious place where a king would be born, uh, probably in a palace or in a mansion uh, there in Bethlehem. And they visited King Herod, and Herod was a very evil man. He uh, was ruthless in his desire, excuse me, to keep his power. He killed over 300 potential Jewish leaders that might be a threat to him. He executed two of his sons. Uh, He also executed a number of the Sanhedrin that he saw as a threat to his leadership. An evil, evil man. And, uh, of course, the Magi were not aware of that. And so upon arriving, they gave him the story about this new king. Well, obviously, he told them he was going to go and worship. But what he really wanted to do was go and kill off another potential uh, competitor to his authority and leadership. And so while he was working on that, the uh, Magi, again, continued their journey following the star that had already appeared to them back at the beginning of their journey, again, leading them not only to Bethlehem, but to the house where Jesus was. And it was there that they were able to uh, give of him uh, the uh, beautiful gifts that they had brought, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Most particularly, they probably were not aware of the symbolism of those gifts because Prophetically, they were bringing gold, which obviously was uh, the uh, worth of a king, and uh, so that would be very normal. But they also brought frankincense, which basically spoke to Christ's divinity and speaks of a priestly class, and myrrh that is normally used for embalming of a dead body. And so again, prefiguring the death of our Lord. So these magi brought with them indicators, symbols of what our Lord would be not only to the Jews, but to the Gentiles. And that's exactly what they represented, as we've said earlier. They represent those beyond the covenant that God made with Israel. That again, Jesus came not just for the Jews, the Jewish people of that time, not just for Israel of the covenant, but came for all. One of the things that's uh, beautiful about this day, and we would uh, basically uh, be reminded of it if uh, we were going to gather together and celebrate evening prayer tonight, because the antiphon uh, that would be used for Uh, before and after the recitation of the Magnificat, the Gospel Canticle, uh, is an antiphon that reminds us that the Epiphany was not just about the Magi, but it also involved two other ways in which the Lord was made manifest in those early days. One was with his baptism. When he was baptized, of course, God spoke, This is my uh, beloved Son, uh, in whom I am well pleased. And again, uh, there at the wedding of Cana, with the miracle of the water being turned into wine, his uh, miraculous power and his divine nature was revealed 
uh, to those that were there. So these three were particularly harnessed to the epiphany. Obviously, there are many more epiphanies that we have in Scripture. The epiphanies of God being revealed, Jesus being revealed in the healing of many people, in the feeding of the 5,000, in the raising of Lazarus. There are so many epiphanies that have taken place in Scripture that we have been able to hold on to as we read the Gospels in particular. And You know, the beautiful thing is that he continues to reveal himself, to manifest himself today. Even for those of us who uh, uh, attend Mass, that there through the miracle of transubstantiation, body, blood, soul, and divinity are revealed, are manifested to us uh, through the species of uh, bread and wine as they become the body and blood of our Lord. And again, this is a manifestation, one that takes place and one that is announced to us each Sunday that as the priest raises the host and the chalice and says, Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, we see that manifestation again before our very eyes. So may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. One of the things that's interesting about this day here in the United States, we don't really do a lot with Epiphany unless you happen to be of a Spanish heritage. And at that point, uh, there's a lot that goes on with today because today is the uh, Day of the Three Kings. And uh, there's festivities, there's gift-giving, and there is the the king's bread uh, that is eaten. And inside of the bread is a little uh, figurine, the baby Jesus. And the one who finds the baby Jesus and his slice of the bread then is uh, given uh, the hope of uh, good luck in the future. And also they have to sell, they have to host, host a feast. They have to host a feast on the presentation of the Lord on February 2nd, also known as Candlemas. And so there are a lot of beautiful customs. Uh, one of the customs here in America uh, and in other parts of the world is to put a, a formula over your, uh, on top of your door or in the lintel of the door. And basically what you do is you put uh, a, the first two numbers of the year, and then you have CMB, uh, and then the the last two numbers of the year. So uh, it would be like 20 CMB 24, and in between each of those is a cross or a plus sign. So what you have then is this wonderful idea, this reminder uh, that God wants to bless your home in the coming year. And uh, again, CMB can stand for Caspar, uh, Melchior, and uh, uh, B for Balthazar, uh, the three traditional names for the kings, the wise men, the magi. But uh, we don't even know if there's three. But anyway, that also is a Latin phrase that means, uh, may Christ bless this house. So a wonderful custom. It's uh, written in chalk, blessed chalk and uh, is a wonderful reminder of Christ being present in the home. So may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.